Welcome to episode 3 of the Flimflam Chronicles. In this episode, we shine the light of truth on the overt internal duplicity and hypocrisy of Ralph Reed within the Christian Coalition during his time as their executive director. However, when the center core of an apple is rotten, it doesn't take long for the whole damn thing to become rotten as well. And this was certainly the case with Ralph Reed running his operation. Forensically, when one examines the actual operation of the Christian Coalition under Ralph Reed's leadership, one finds a long trail littered with illegalities, conspiracies, lies, cheating, misdirection, duplicity, and unmatched hypocrisy on the part of its leader. Allow me to provide some clarity on these claims. In 1992, Benjamin Hart, a personal friend of Ralph Reed, arrived at the Christian Coalition. He was to oversee the critical direct mail fundraising efforts for the Christian Coalition. However, after Mr. Hart had been in his position for just a while, Donald Black, the marketing director of the Christian Coalition at the time, discovered something that concerned him. He became aware that Benjamin Hart's firm, Hart Conover, also owned two subsidiary companies, Universal Lists and Federal Printing and Mailing, both listed as preferred vendors for the Christian Coalition. Not only was Universal Lists being used to handle the Coalition's collective direct mail efforts, but it was also renting its mailing list to the Coalition. Additionally, Federal Printing and Mailing, the other Hart-owned business, was also being used almost exclusively to process all of the Christian Coalition's direct mail solicitations. As a result, Benjamin Hart was triple-dipping from the Christian Coalition and getting rich in the process. He could afford to build an $855,000 mansion in Great Falls, Virginia, and drove around in an expensive Jaguar automobile. It was estimated that Mr. Hart may have relieved the Christian Coalition of a million dollars or more through these no-bid contract arrangements. Benjamin Hart gave himself those lucrative contracts for services on a no-bid basis issued to his own companies without even considering using other less expensive companies. And the profit markup on these contracts was astronomical. Records show that on one single invoice alone, Mr. Hart's markup was an additional $85,000 in profit. Personally, I'd be very curious to know what the hardworking people who faithfully sent in their donations to support the work of the Christian Coalition might think about such exorbitant markups being paid to Ralph Reed's friends. Worst yet, when the situation was brought to Reed's attention by Judy Liebert, the chief financial officer, in the fall of 1995, Reed admitted to Liebert that he knew Benjamin Hart owned the other firms. Reed further assured her that Hart had sought competitive bids for the direct mail work. However, when Ms. Liebert later asked Mr. Hart for copies of those competitive bids, he refused to supply them. Why? Because there were reportedly no other competitive bids to show her. Then, again, in early May of 1996, Ms. Liebert approached Reed about the Benjamin Hart contracts and the billing matters. However, Reed still took no action to correct this issue. Ms. Liebert's sworn statement states, quote, Ralph said he would just have to tell Ben to quit doing it. Then, in a May 9th memo obtained by the Mother Jones publication, Reed claimed not to have known Mr. Hart had been processing invoices through his own printing company. So, was this more flimflammery and deceit or a significant CYA move by Ralph Reed? I'm not sure, but here is what I do know. 
When Judy Liebert continued to press Ralph Reed about Hart's financial improprieties and those lucrative no-bid contracts for his own companies, instead of taking proper steps to rectify the situation, Reed stated that he was aware of the situation. And guess what God's flimflam man did? Ralph Reed suspended and later fired Judy Liebert and took no action against Hart, despite her paper trail evidence showing that Hart's activities had all the markings of a textbook case of financial impropriety. There's an old saying that, quote, desperate men make desperate moves. That proved to be the case with Ralph Reed. Ralph Reed went a step further because he knew that Judy Liebert possessed information that could destroy his reputation, get him booted from the coalition, or even send him to jail. He ordered the immediate removal of the entire hard drive from Miss Liebert's office computer because Reed knew there might be a federal investigation coming his way that would reveal what he had done. But Miss Liebert was no fool. She was painfully aware of how Ralph Reed operated the Christian Coalition. Liebert later let Reed and others at the Coalition know that she had duplicate copies of her Coalition computer information. This sent Ralph Reed, Pat Robertson, and the Christian Coalition subordinates into immediate panic mode. When Reed found out about the duplicate records, he panicked again. This time, he pulled a 180 and made Judy Liebert an offer. In return for her silence and a written agreement that she would, quote, not publicly disparage the coalition, unquote, Ralph Reed offered Miss Liebert a severance package that included an excellent letter of recommendation, a year's salary of $80,000, and an additional $25,000 to cover her legal expenses. But Judy Liebert refused Reed's offer outright, stating that if she accepted that offer, she, quote, would never be able to tell the truth, unquote. And later, despite Reed's blatant offer, upon request from the Internal Revenue Service and the Federal Election Commission, Ms. Liebert turned over all her documents, including internal memos showing that the Christian Coalition established and maintained unlawful direct ties to various Republican political campaigns. Being aware of a possible full-blown investigation by outside authorities, Reed and company went on the offensive once again, wasting no time labeling Miss Liebert as, quote, a disgruntled employee, unquote. In my book, I pose this logical question. Why would Reed now brand Miss Liebert as a, quote, disgruntled employee? That seems a bit contradictory. After all, wasn't Judy Liebert the same woman Ralph Reed offered to provide with a full year's salary, legal fees, and a sterling letter of recommendation just a short time before? Why would she suddenly be labeled as a disgruntled employee? Sounds like total flimflammery to me. Would you like to know the outcome of the Judy Liebert story and what eventually happened at the Christian Coalition due to Ralph Reed's lack of integrity, ethical failures, and a deficit of financial accountability? I'll give you a hint. It didn't bode well for either Ralph Reed or the Christian Coalition. But that will all have to wait for another episode of the Flimflam Chronicles. Or you can read about it in my book, The Trial of the Devil Incarnate, Ralph Reed, God's Flimflam Man. And see for yourself all of the documentation and irrefutable details. So that's all we have time for on this third installment of the Flimflam Chronicles. Keep coming back for more. 
You're not going to want to miss the next two episodes for sure, when we watch Ralph Reed's business associates testify before a Senate investigative committee and end up serving prison sentences while God's flimflam man, Ralph Reed, suspiciously avoids being subpoenaed, having to answer questions before the same Senate committee, and avoids the same fate, even though overwhelming evidence proves he was just as guilty.